Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Two very special weeks of programmes now, Colin, because we're here in Israel, very much walking in the footsteps of Jesus, using the Bible as our handbook. So for today's programme, we're concentrating on Caesarea, on the Mediterranean coast. Yes, and Caesarea wasn't particularly significant for Jesus, but we're beginning in Caesarea, uh, not because that was particularly significant for Jesus' own ministry, but because it was a place of great significance for the taking of the gospel into the world. What we have to remember is that the early church was predominantly Jewish. Jesus, of course, was born as a Jew, and his disciples were Jewish, the original disciples. So the church which began in Jerusalem was obviously going to have a distinctive Jewish flavor. There were a few what were known as God-fearers, those were Gentiles who had adopted the Jewish faith, but it was very heavily Jewish in the whole of its field. The Jews in Jerusalem uh, still observed the law even though they were believers in Christ as Jesus himself did. He wasn't bound by the law, but he came to fulfill the law and to establish the new covenant. Now, before he returned to heaven, he gave the commission, go into all the world to proclaim the gospel. But the sad fact is that it was several years before those original disciples, those original apostles, actually fulfilled that command. And Caesarea was a very important place as far as that was concerned. It was there that the Roman uh, Cornelius had a vision from God. Now he was one of those God-fearing people that honored the, not the Roman gods, but the um, God of the Jews. And he obviously was seeking after the truth about God. And he received in a vision the message that he was to send for Peter, who at that time was in that area, just a, a few uh, hours' journey away. So he dispatched messengers to bring Peter back to Caesarea. Now, while that was going on, Peter himself had that vision. He, it says in the scripture that he fell into a trance, had this vision of the tablecloth being let down from heaven, and on it were all kinds of animals that were considered, uh, according to the Jews, to be unclean and therefore should not be eaten. And he heard this voice telling him, Rise up, Peter, kill and eat. And he was outraged by this, must have thought that perhaps God was putting him to the test in some way. And he said, No, never, Lord, never. I, will, I wouldn't dream of doing that. So much so that God had to repeat the vision three times. And at the end of the, the third occasion, 
there banging on the door of the house where he was staying were the messengers that were sent from Cornelius. And so Peter put two and two together and realized that he must obey what uh, this vision had told him to do, namely to go with the people that were calling for him. So he, on the following day, accompanied them back to Caesarea. And there Cornelius had gathered uh, all his family and friends, uh, and obviously they were prepared for what we would call a meeting. They wanted Peter to address them. So he began to share the good news about Jesus Christ being the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ, and uh, all that he had accomplished on the cross and his resurrection. And while he was speaking, the Spirit of God just fell upon the whole company that were gathered together. And Peter, of course, was amazed because he hadn't seen the Spirit poured out like this upon a Gentile group of people. This was the first time in his experience that um, non-Jews had received the Holy Spirit in this way. Now, this was going to get him into trouble. He's, he stayed there and uh, in the other places where he, he was in that area um, before returning to Jerusalem. But trouble was awaiting him because the news of this meeting had got back to the other apostles and the elders in Jerusalem. And you see, Peter had done the totally unexpected, first of all, in going into a Gentile house and then preaching to Gentiles uh, was not at all in their expectations. So Peter had to recount what had happened and he said, well, don't blame me. The Holy Spirit came upon them just as he did upon us right at the very beginning. Uh, in other words, he was saying, look, it wasn't my fault. This was a sovereign move of God. And so then the company in Jerusalem, they rejoiced that God had obviously decided that salvation was not just for the Jews alone, but was for the Gentiles as well, for the non-Jewish nations. Now, of course, this isn't any great news to us because most of us listening to this program are Gentiles ourselves and we know the gospel is for us. So why was this event in Caesarea of such significance? Well, we can't be sure exactly how long it was after the resurrection of Jesus that this event took place, but it must be from the references in Acts somewhere between seven to 12 years after Jesus had returned to heaven. Let's split the difference and say it was around 10 years. So what had happened in those 10 years? The church had been growing in Jerusalem. Uh, if you like, a, the lifestyle of the church that we read about in the early chapters of Acts uh, had, had uh, flourished, but they had not really obeyed the command of Jesus to go into all the nations. They had only gone as far as Judea and perhaps Samaria and the surrounding area, but they had not gone to the Gentile nations. So this was 
a truly significant event. And it took this vision that Peter received to get him to see the point that God was not considering all the Gentiles unclean as the Jews did, but the way of salvation was open to them just as it was to the Jewish people. So, of course, all those of us who are Gentiles really can thank God for this event, thank God for what happened at Caesarea. Now, while we've been here in, in uh, Caesarea, for me this has been a real eye-opener for another reason. Whenever I've been here in the Holy Land, it's usually been beautiful, glorious weather. But this time, uh, it's near the end of the year, and a real winter storm has been raging. The, the, the sea, the Mediterranean Sea, has been pounding in torrential rain. And it's as if it's been another sea altogether from that blissful Mediterranean that many of us will know from our holidays. The warm water that we bathe in, nice and beautifully calm and blue. And, uh, of course, the experience of the Mediterranean here this week has been totally, completely different. And I recall the storm that Paul was caught in on, on the way to Rome after he had appealed to, to be tried in Rome. He had appealed to Caesar. And that storm was so violent that uh, the ship just had to go with the, go with the storm. It couldn't combat it. And for 14 days, those on board uh, were unable to eat. And the, the vision was given to Paul. The word from God was, was that everybody would be spared uh, so long as they stayed with the ship. And you remember that Paul said to them, come on, you must eat to get your strength up for what lies ahead. And there was that wonderful way in which God delivered them. They, they landed on the uh, island of Malta, and that's where um, Paul healed uh, one of the relatives of, of the governor there. And then uh, many other people came to be healed. Paul himself uh, threw off the snake when they were building a fire there on the beach after they'd landed. Uh, everybody was expecting him to die from a snake bite, and they considered it such a miracle that uh, they even thought that he must be a god. But it gave Paul a wonderful opportunity to preach the gospel. And of course, Paul was the other one, even more so than Peter, that was to take the gospel to the Gentile nations all the way around Asia Minor. So we can be thankful that all the events that we're going to look at during the next couple of weeks actually ended with this wonderful proclamation of the gospel for the, all the nations of the world. It might have taken them some years to obey the command of Jesus, but they did. And Peter, affirmed then by the others in Jerusalem, and Paul and others, were to take the gospel far and wide. And that's still the commission of God today to all of us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 